Welcome to the Launch Strategist Podcast with your host, Katrina Douglas, author, trainer, and launch strategist for corporate leaders, helping you launch projects that light you up, make money, and get you closer to the goals that matter. It's amazing how life is. Hannah and I met 10 years ago, and here we are, both self-employed, running businesses um, in very, I guess, different um, areas of life and very different places. Um, But now, ironically, there is such synergy between what we do in the sense that, you know, when you launch, the visual elements of what you're launching are so, so important. And that's really Hannah's um, expertise. So really excited to have you here today, Hannah. Um, And before we get into the thick of it, can you tell me, uh, I guess, who you are, what you do? Absolutely. So I am Hannah McLean and I own Visible by Hannah, which is a personal brand photography company. I, my background is, well, you know, because we met when I was back in the marketing world, is marketing. So I used to work for a corporate company, um, global marketing manager, and before that, obviously studied marketing at uni, did all my postgrad stuff at uni, and I loved it. I absolutely loved all the marketing world. Then, um, 2011, I started doing the photography alongside my marketing role, and then I went full-time purely doing the photography back in 2013. But I've really missed all the marketing side of things. So the photography I was doing back then is a lot of weddings, um, families and things like that. But I found, although I haven't missed the corporate world, I had missed the marketing side of things. So being able to look at a brand, see how I can strengthen a brand, work with brands. And then it just made so much sense to have the company being focused on the brand side of it to be able to help smaller businesses. So back in the day, it was a big, global multi-million pound budget type companies I was working with and it's not it's definitely not that today (laughs) I enjoy it so much more it's so much more fun to work with smaller companies and yeah um, I I love that and I think it is this so it's so rewarding because you know a big thing for me and, and, and my mission is about building and equipping an army of legacy builders people that are launching something that is small in size but big in terms of mission and you know, fulfilling what you want to achieve in life and fulfilling purpose. And so I totally agree with that. It's so much more enjoyable. I love working with, um, uh, I guess, small businesses as well. So, right. So Hannah, why are visuals so important when launching a product or service? Generally, in any business, people are going to be looking for you online as well. As, even if you've got a shop front, online is so crucial at the moment. Yeah. It's how people come across you. It's our shop front. And if you're not looking polished and professional online or in any of the visuals you're putting out there, it's really hard to expect people to take you seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think it's such an essential tool and it can really support all of your marketing efforts. So whether it's your PR, if you're planning out your PR, if you haven't got strong visuals to support that when you're launching a product or a service, then that's going to be more challenging because a lot of the journalists, the editors, they're going to want you to have nice visuals to support it. When you're, um, any of the messages really that you're thinking about in your marketing, if you're not putting a personal picture with it, it's not going to get the attention it deserves. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So 
when thinking about your visuals, where do you actually start? Because I know a lot of creatives like yourself may sometimes ask for a brief, but sometimes it's like, I don't even know where to start. Like I don't even, how do I even begin to give you a brief? Because I don't even know what I want. Do you, know what I mean? do you know what that is? Yeah. And that is the same. I think that's probably puts a lot of people off having a brand shoot because they think yeah. what, firstly, do I need it? And they think, okay, I probably do need better images, but I don't know what I need images. Yeah, exactly. Are. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're not alone. So I always offer a free half an hour discovery call. Just have a chat okay. with them. They might be that they don't actually need images. They might have had images they're not repurposing and they can do things with already. Yeah. Or it might be they've got a really strong idea to think, right, I know I need images, I sell this product, I need white background pictures of this yeah. product, and that's all I need. But then the more we dig deep into what it is they're selling, who they're selling it to, what their brand is, what their purposes are, what impression they want to make with it, then we might start coming up with so many different ideas. It might be things that they've not considered before that I've never shot before, but every sheet we try and make it totally bespoke to who whoever it is in the business to make sure that the images are really authentic to yeah. the person in their business and I think that's that's probably where you come into your own really because you not only are you a great photographer but you have that marketing experience and I think if you didn't have that marketing experience then you wouldn't actually have that perspective you wouldn't be able to support in that way um, and so it's great to be able to to kind of flow from both sides and bring it together in, in that way excellent yeah it's funny to think back when i was doing the marketing i wasn't taking the pictures but i was commissioning the photo yeah. shoot so yeah. i had to be both sides of it and sat on yeah. one side knowing that what my purpose was for the images as i said i had new brochures to create or website content the social media certainly wasn't as strong an element back then as it is today but yeah. thinking of negative space or where i needed to use things in layouts um is kind of what i'm thinking of with my clients now way yeah. back. excellent so if you're promoting a service as opposed to a product, where do you start visuals visually? Because I guess if you have a product, then it's kind of product shoots. But if it's a service, how do you get across the essence of what you're providing without it being cliche or do you know what I mean? Yeah, so not every picture is you on a laptop in a cafe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of similarities between if you're selling a product or selling a service because people buy from people. So yeah. like you've said, it is easy if you've got a product to think, okay, I know I need pictures of my products. But even if it is a product business, people still want to know you and yeah. about you. So a lot of those images would relate to regardless of if you're a product or a service. I always start with two big questions for all mm -hmm. of my um, clients. The first one being is, so what are your brand values? Mm. So digging a bit deeper into why they're running the business, how they want their business to be seen, the brand tone, the brand voice, the language, so not just all the colours and textures, which obviously will help when we get further down the line and we're thinking of props to style, but actually way before all of that, start thinking how do they want to be seen and heard and what brand personality do they want to put out there. So that can really help give a bit of direction. Um, so for example, I did a shoot recently um, with a Botox doctor. And mm. the obvious thing in their industry is a lot of clinic shoots, doing mm. injectables, that type of thing. But for her, when we were on the phone, we just went off on an entire tangent on her first call. And she loves meditation, she loves yoga, she loves being outside. So actually, rather than being on Harley Street in, in a clinic setting, yeah. we went 
to the river and we showed that side of her personality. Amazing. And yeah, the feedback she's been getting to the images and you can see the interaction and the engagement on them because she's a real yeah. person. Yeah. When people are scrolling through a feed, if they're looking for whatever services you offer, so say if you're a business coach and they're looking for an online business coach or whatever it is, there's hundreds of people that do that service. But if there's something that stands out for you, like in your brand values that connects with that person, then you're going to be remembered. And so I've kind of overlapped actually into the second question. I mentioned there's two things. The first one was, yes, your brand values. The second one is, who is your dream client? Mm. So I'm sure this is obviously something that you know through and through and a lot of the people listening have a good idea of who that dream client is. And it's something that's worth really looking at every, every sort of six months, really. And certainly before you start thinking of a brand shoot, just to be sure that that dream client hasn't changed and you're, yeah. still, you're still trying to target the same people. So knowing who that person is, and you can't be too detailed. Is it he? Is it a she? Their age, where they shop, where they drink. Um, so it's not just business related. It's them as a person. So knowing if there's things that you've got about you and your personality and if it maybe links, connects with them. So for me, say travel, not right now, but travel is a really, <laughs> um, I love to travel and I know a lot of my clients love travel too. So that is something I talk about and share quite often because it's a connection, not necessarily, or not at all photography related, related really, but just building that rapport. Yeah, no, definitely. And one of the things that I do when I'm um, thinking about launch content or and just the evergreen kind of marketing strategy is think about five themes okay so five themes related to what it is that you sell um, and the service or product that you provide and then that forms the basis of your content um, on social media and so I guess it's the same thing visually um, you know sometimes even if you can't think of okay uh, how it's just another way to think about visuals that yeah. I guess are associated and which leads me on to my next question about storytelling because this is a lot of where kind of um, these five themes come in they're linked to your story um, your brand narrative so how do you begin to tell a story visually in a way that's compelling okay. I love that what you said about the five elements that you were saying yeah. about that in the content because one of the things that I always ask couple um, couples clients at the start is do you know what messages you've got coming up yeah. so having that structure already makes things a whole lot easier yeah. thinking about a sheet so when they're coming from you with those five pillars mm. that, that help and there's also i don't know if you've read a book called the brain rules by john medina i probably pronounced that no. quite wrong <laughs> m-e-d-i-n-a john um he had i'm going to read the stat out which i yeah. found really interesting it was a study he did and he wrote about it in that book he said that the average person remembers about 10% of what they hear when they're mm. tested 72 hours later. If you involve visuals in it, that figure increases to another 65%. Wow. To 65% rather. So from 10% to 65%, that's wow. a huge jump by visuals. And I'm pretty sure that if you were using stock library content or ones that people have seen before or seem a bit bland, that isn't going to be as high. Whereas if you have bespoke images that are telling that story and relevant then you can really help people remember you yeah and touch points as possible so rather than simply telling people about your launch being able to show them what your yeah. launch is really really important yeah. 
And, and so what about, because I know I speak to a lot of people and they ask me, do I need to be the face of my brand? Like this is a big question right now. Um, and I think people buy from people. So I think if you are comfortable with that, it's important. But some people just aren't. Like my husband, for example, he just, you know, he's just about on LinkedIn. Like forget Instagram on all of that stuff. Like he's just wants to do his job and crack on. Um, but so, you know, I used to be of the school that, you know, you do need to be the, the, the face of your brand, but I don't believe so anymore. So how can you not be the face of your brand, but still connect with people visually in a way that is, you know, personal and really connects? I think that I still do think that having your being brave and getting your face out there yeah. is really valuable because yeah. I know when I go to a website, quite often the first thing I do is go to the about you page. Me and too. I want to yeah. Picture of someone. So yeah. isn't people have hundreds of pictures of you? Just one or two professional ones. And it's yeah. the same if you have like a press release, they're going to want a headshot to go with your bio. Things like that. Yeah. There's always going to be a place for it. But I don't think I've maybe I've had two, three possibly clients that have said they like being photographed. Yeah. Everybody says to me, <laughs> Hannah, can I just lose another stain before we do the show? No one does. And so the way I try to do a shoe is yeah. Firstly, I'm really nosy, so I love yeah. to getting to know people. So quite quickly, you don't feel like you're being photographed and it's not too stuffy and forced. But yeah. also doing, doing stuff, so not being still and frozen against a plain okay. backdrop. Yeah. Say, for example, you are a florist and you're launching um, an online florist training course, something like that. I would love to go to their, um, where they make a bouquet and get shots of them actually doing it because people freeze in front of a camera very often. But if they're doing what they always do and it's their thing, like regardless of what their thing is, it gets relaxed into a lot more. Other ways of doing it is it hasn't always got to be your face. Like you said, it doesn't have to be your face all the time. It's got to be things that fit your brand, fit your brand values. Yeah. And I'm really into hands, which sounds silly. So it's always a great excuse to have a manicure. <laughs> but you don't need your full body in there. So if um if we're you having the scene set up the different story scenes, having some sort of interaction but using hands and your face doesn't need to be in every single picture because if the images are gonna be used for an Instagram feed, for example, you're probably not gonna feel comfortable sharing your face based on your Instagram feed you're not comfortable right at the start at the shoot. Yeah. So doing that. Um, models obviously are an option as long as you're not pretending they are you but just showing yeah. people using your products and services so seeing them sort of in action or um, yeah so what do you think about user-generated content so images like from people um, that have used your product that haven't been professionally um, taken um, because I think I love polished photography I, I do um, but I think there's something also to be said of more kind of candid kind of shots. So how, what, how can you use those kind of photos that you perhaps have, but make them look a little bit more polished? Yeah, I guess? There's, I, there's ways you can do it in terms of if you have your own image, which is the polished image or yeah. a nice Canva graphic that you've designed yeah. yourself and then say if like on instagram you can have it scrolling so the less polished images aren't on your feed so yes it comes to your page it still looks all consistent yeah and it looks nice and polished but actually they can see they click through and swipe yeah. i personally love stories my stories aren't remote yes. and i think that's <laughs> nice. if you've got something you want to share 
stick yeah. it in the stories, make it a highlight afterwards. So it's always going to be there to show. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't need to be, if you've got a great image. I bit, love that. You can hide, there's ways of getting it out there without it messing up the whole grid. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. So you have the more polished photos on your grid and then you have the more organic in your stories and highlights. Okay, I love that. I think that works really well. Yeah. Or the lot you were saying, um, if it's user generated, and there's nothing that sells better than people referring you and having those reviews. So it could always be that you use Canva, do yourself a free graphic that looks gorgeous or getting a template somewhere. And it's in your color, in your brand color. And it's the same thing that maybe eight, every eight square is that. And you've got some text saying, customer review or something, maybe a bit more snazzy. Yeah. <laughs> people get familiar that every now and then you're sharing real, real use images of your service or product or reviews. Excellent. So when you're launching, what would you say that if you're launching something are the key visuals that you need to have? Okay. So obviously it kind of goes without saying social media. Yeah. So I would say the standout visuals you need to make sure you're having ready for social media would be, um, like we said, Instagram, Instagram story. So obviously a different, totally different way of shooting um, because they're the long and narrow portrait style as opposed to having the squarer or landscape ones which would work better for your Instagram feed. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook ads and Pinterest. Pinterest is huge because although I don't see it as a social media tool, I see it more as a search engine title. Yeah. Having yeah. great graphics for you to use on that is brilliant. Yeah. Um, any opt-ins that you're doing, so if you're doing the free opt-ins to go along with your launch, so whether that's like a snazzy workbook or you're doing some checklist and having, you want everything to look on brand and to look yeah. polished for people to think that the end product and service that you're launching is going to continue along those lines. Absolutely. Um, blogs as well, your blog, your website, your sales page. So again, thinking when you're having your shoot, what is your website format? What is your sales page going to be? Is it a massive header, like a wide panoramic almost shot that you're going to need are you thinking you may need to overlay some text on it so yeah i'd say those are the three key areas that your social media your opt-ins and your website excellent excellent well that's brilliant hannah that's been so so useful are there any other tips that you want to give to people that may be launching um and how to make that launch really stand out visually oh i I just say be brave, go for it with a brand shoot. It doesn't, not everyone, if you don't have the budget right now for a brand shoot, there's ways you can get better pictures yourself. In fact, I teach, I've got some free classes on taking, and actually um, it can be really relevant whilst you're at home to be able to do that. Um, but investing in yourself and in your business, yeah. so you are ready to up level that visual image and the strategy for your brand, then that is a brilliant thing to do. And just be consistent. So whatever you're putting out with the launch, you've got your whole launch library in a way, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it you can have a set of images which are purely for the purpose of a launch and they're all consistent. So that would be quite an interesting way of thinking whether you're shooting it yourself or you're shooting it with a brand photographer thinking, I know I'm launching this product. These are the ones that are going to fit this. And then I know I'm going to be launching this different service. This is for this. And then trying to make them seem quite different. So when they are yeah. popping up in people's news feeds or in their inboxes, they're going to know that it's a different service or product. They're not going to get mixed, like get confused over which one you're showing them. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really, really good point. Well, it has been amazing speaking to you, Hannah. Oh, thank you for having me.
But before we pop off, where can people find you and how can they, you know, find out about your services and how you can support them? Okay, so my website is www.visiblebyhanna, with an H on the end, .com. And my Instagram, which funnily enough is my own social media platform, that's www.instagram.com forward slash visiblebyhanna. Um, and I'm always happy to have a free chat. So don't, even if you don't feel you're in the position right now to book your brand shoot, or you know your launch isn't going to be coming up for a long time, if you just want to get organised, if you've got the time to get organised, feel free to um, drop me an email and plan a time to chat and love to help you out. Fantastic, fantastic. So those of you that are listening, if you really want to get um, your visuals on point, then please do reach out to Hannah and uh, we will be back with you next week. Hannah, thank you so much for your time and uh, we will absolutely speak soon.